Unashamed, the recovery podcast. Where we are breaking the shame and stigma of addiction and recovery. One episode at a time. By having real conversations about real recovery. Welcome, Recovery family, to another episode of the Unashamed Recovery Podcast. And what a episode we have today. I'm excited about this one. This is episode number four, Relapse. And if you are anything like I am and been around recovery for any amount of time or addiction, you are very well aware of Relapse. And it can happen to anybody at any time. Nobody's immune to it. And uh, you know, a lot of people want to say that re- relapse is not a part of recovery. And in a sense, it's not. You can go through recovery without relapse. Uh, most people do not. I, for one, am thankful for my relapse. It kind of set me down the, the correct road to where I'm at now. But for a lot of people, they're not so lucky. They don't make it back from a relapse. And I do not want to encourage a relapse because a lot of people do not make it back. But that's enough about me. Guys, I'm very excited to have my very good friend, uh, Drew, that's going to be on the show with me today. Uh, He's my guest of honor. I know these last three episodes, y'all have gotten tired of just hearing me talk. Guest of honor. (laughs) Yep, guest of honor. (laughs) So, uh, without further delay, I'm going to bring Drew on. And, uh, Drew, uh, tell me a little bit about your experience with relapse. Okay, so, um, as you know, Josh, I'm in addiction, you know, was in addiction. I'm not in addiction anymore. Um, But through me trying and trying over the years, uh, I finally found my niche at one point. I I was fresh out of prison, um, and then... It was the first time I'd ever really experienced faith in God, um, and it was it was awesome, you know. Um, but the thing about it is, I ended up coming, you know. I came to CR, I found you guys here, you know, at CR, and it was it was an amazing thing at Celebrate Recovery. But um, I got around some people that weren't really practicing everything that were that they were supposed to in the CR family, um, you know. Not going to name names, of course, because I don't want to put anybody out. Uh, but, you know, a couple of them, you know, they would talk about having a couple of beers before bed and, you know, and stuff like that. You know, and I was I was one of those people and I was just like, no, I'm never going to do that kind of thing. I'm never going to go back to that way of life. Um, and I had I was having a blast living the my best life is what I thought I was living at that point in time. But I didn't have any tools uh, to back the way I was living. I didn't have a support group to back that way, uh, you know, the way I was supposed to be living, uh, which is clean, sober, uh, and without inhibition to go back to another life. Um, I was in the middle of a custody battle. Um, I was in the middle of, you know, trying to find work, decent work, decent hours. Uh, I'd ended up getting a job with the city, you know, um, which went great. But they started doing layoffs. I was a part of that layoff. 
Um, and that was the kind of thing, number one, that started to really pull me down. And then knowing that people in in the, the meetings, they were, you know, still doing their thing. And I was thinking, man, maybe since I'm having such a hard time, I could slide by with this, you know, this one little thing, this one little niche. And that started with alcohol. Um, but eventually, um, I didn't get custody of my son like I wanted. Uh, that kind of faltered. Um, and that really, really put a dark cloud over me. Uh, so to say that, I say this, um, it was life started happening in such a way around me that I didn't have any inclination on how to deal with it. I wasn't relying on God at that point in time. I was relying more on myself, uh, my way, my own way of thinking, uh, which sometimes, you know, I don't know if people have heard the term stinking thinking, which you start thinking about, (laughs) you know, using or going back to the thing that you felt more comfortable with. I was having such a hard time being sober that I started using comfort mechanisms and that was <clears throat> to go drink. I started smoking pot again. Um, and eventually I started hanging around old friends, started going back to old places, and I started doing old things. Um, and it was crazy because I got baptized d- th- during this point, you know. And so, <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, you know, okay, I've got it made. I'm baptized now. Everything is going to be peachy cream. You know, life is going to work out the way it is. No, that's when the worst attack happened at that point. Like I said, I ended up losing my job. Um, my son that I thought I was, you know, was a guarantee for me to get custody of. That did not happen. Um, and then it ended up going <clears throat> that I ended up losing friends. Um, I just kind of all over the place. And my way of thinking started going all over the place. So I kept telling myself, okay, well, these people in these meetings don't understand. Uh, they'll never understand. So I stopped going to meetings. That was the number one thing. That sent me down to relapse. I started hanging around people. Um, you know, me and my dad used to started getting into it again because he started seeing some of the bad traits and bad habits that I was starting to pick up and were starting to uh, reiterate. And he ended up kicking me out of the house. So <clears throat> at this point, I'm working at AT&T. Uh, at, this is after losing the job with the city. I got a job with AT&T. And I was, oh, I don't need you and all that kind of stuff. Um, I didn't have a support group. That was the biggest thing about my relapse that I look back now is I didn't have a support group and I stopped going to meetings. Um, my relapse was a three three month in the whole kind of kind of deal. Um, I ended up thinking I wasn't going to make it back from my relapse. Uh, I ended up in a, in such a place, a dark place that um, I was in front of my daughter, high, um, talking to myself talking to my car. It's funny, you know, it's funny now, but it was, it was such a real thing because I really thought people hadn't like my car bugged and all this other stuff. My relapse was so crazy. Yeah. And so like I was in such a place, like I stopped coming to church. I stopped talking to you guys. I stopped everything. I started to isolate, which is the worst thing. I started lying about places where I was going to go. I started lying to myself about, okay, well, if I just do this, it's not that bad. Or if I just smoke this this weed, it's not that bad. It's keeping me calm. I need this, you yeah, know. Classic denial. Yeah, you know. And so I fell right back into that. I felt right back in. Fell right back into the the whole trap of the drugs can make it help make make you better, you know. Or the alcohol is gonna numb it. But the whole time I'm having to face that demon all over again. I'm having to face these things all over again. I was not relying on anything that I'd ever learned. But 
that was probably the best thing that ever happened to me. But like you said earlier, I do not encourage going back out there, period. Yeah. Um, I'll say today, um, I'm 20 months clean. We'll never, uh, you know, I say never. I don't like to use definites because we never know how life is going to, you know, swing us. But at the same time, I have more tools now because I went to rehab. I ended up, you know, finally being honest about who I was, what I was, what I was going through, who I was, you know, who I was hanging around. Um, it got to the point to where these people that I was hanging around, you, I really started to understand they'd rather see me dead than to see me make it. Yeah. You know, and because who just, you know, somebody's in, in recovery and then you're steadily feeding them drugs. You're steadily feeding them alcohol. You're steadily doing things and you know that they're trying to make, do, have a better life. And that was my main goal uh, at one point was try to use successfully. That's not possible. Yeah. It's not. It's, there's no way possible to use successfully, but we think we can. Oh, definitely. I, I was like, <laughs> I can, I can drink this alcohol, and I'm still gonna make it to work on time, you know. And I was literally, what ended up happening with AT and T, I ended up losing that job because of this whole relapse, you know. Um, I wasn't making it to work on time. I was missing days. Uh, drugs became my life all over again. That became number one, even over my children, yeah. you know. And that was, and. When I started realizing that, I, I became, and it's crazy that this podcast is called Unashamed, because <laughs> I was so ashamed and so guilty that it even drove me even further yep. into my relapse. It finally took, like I told you, that moment of me realizing, okay, so I'm talking to nobody at this point in time. <laughs> I'm literally talking to myself, and I'm running from myself. I was yeah. in fear of me. Like I remember driving from Quitman to Meridian at least nine times in one night. Because I was literally running from myself uh, because I was thinking, oh, well, you know, uh, if I could just get high this one last time, you know, this one last time. So I'm driving back and forth, you know, can't find a place to settle down or, or yeah. sit down in my thought process because I was driving myself that crazy because I was like, I got to be successful. But how can I be successful? Ah, just one more hit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but when when you break it down. It was just driving me crazier, my relapse. But that's the thing. My relapse has brought me to where I am right now. Yeah. Um, it's brought me back to meetings, back to church, back to, you know, relying on God first and not myself first. It's brought me back into the greatest relationship I've ever had with my children, ever had with my children. Um, it's brought me into a place like now I'm, I'm singing at church and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I, I get long winded, but, um, you know, I, and it's crazy because like the things that I have now outside of that relapse are, are the things I always prayed for. Those are the things I always wanted in life, um, to be successful. Now I'm the safety coordinator at, you know, one of the major plants in Meridian. Um, and it's, it's, it's unbelievable. The things that I can finally accomplish now because I don't want to go back. I, yeah. I've made a final decision within my head to say no. Like, my life now is too good. Um, and, you know, I've got a lot to lose. I had a lot to lose then, but I didn't understand it. Yeah. I didn't understand the things I was losing because, to me, drugs took precedent over my life. And now when God takes precedent, it gives me a different understanding. Yeah. So it's kind of uh, keeping your priorities in line, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. But, you know, even, like, trying to keep your priorities in line, you you think you can yeah. while you're getting high or while you're out there doing, you know, whatever your choice is you know, as far as, you know, 
drug of choice or if it's a sex addiction or whatever it may be, you know, um, you think you 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 can get by that one time, but obviously that guilt's going to ride you, yeah. you know. And so that's what ended up riding me, and it was it was like a just a monkey on my back until I finally yeah. said enough, you know. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Uh, so some things that really stood out to me while you were talking was the main thing that really started you on this road to a relapse was one stop going into your meetings. Yep. Uh, Dad and kind of adding had no support and isolating yourself kind of just sealed off that road of you heading down toward relapse. Uh, and with that being said, can you tell me a little bit and our listeners uh, what you learned from that experience of a relapse? Um, the first thing I really learned was always go to meetings, uh, even when you don't feel like it sometimes, because there's sometimes even now that I still feel like, man, I don't feel like going to a meeting, but when I do, I feel so much better after. Oh, yeah. Um, Most definitely. Get a network system, get people around you that are going to lift you up, encourage you. Um, even if they tell you some things that you don't want to hear sometimes, um, (laughs) because I still go through that, you know, but that, that truth that you get from people is probably the best thing for you to hear. Most definitely. Um, if I didn't have the network that I have right now, I probably would be back out there to be honest, because I've had moments to where like, you know, I'm like, eh, well, you know what? I probably better off high. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but when I call those people and I'm like, look, this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm dealing with. Um, and I can even call my parents now, which is, you know, was unheard of while I was out there. Uh, and they can, they, they've become a support group because awesome. I, because I've become honest not just with myself but with them as well yeah. um I can rely on you guys at you know here at CR what uh but you know and I can rely on you guys at CR and it's and it's the most awesome thing because I know there was one time I was having such a problem with something and I was like Donna you know I cannot take this you yep. know and i i would call you know i, I think we've talked a couple of times Most in definitely. the men's group about some things but that's yep. the thing though if i wasn't making meetings i wouldn't talk to anybody exactly. i would isolate myself all over again now i've got friends like as soon as i don't uh post something on facebook that's positive or if i don't talk to somebody for like two days they're automatically calling you know um Get people around you that care about you. These people who are trying to do drugs with you or or have you out there all hours of the night, they don't care about what's really going on within you. You know, the people who are always checking on you and always getting on your nerves, those are the people who actually care. They get on your nerves because they're telling you stuff that you don't want to hear. They're making you go do stuff you don't want to do. And they're saying things to you, you know, that you're just like, "Ah, I don't want to hear this again. But sometimes that's the best thing to do. That's the best thing to listen to is that thing that you don't want to hear. Yep. You know, Um, but one thing that I, I did not hit on is you can literally see that road that you, when you started on it, but sometimes it's so hard to pump the brakes because you're already in the downward slide. Yeah. Uh, and the thing for me was I noticed the big turn and I was starting to go down that slide. And now that I look back, I was like, if I could have just pumped the brakes and just called somebody, yeah. if I could have just pumped the brakes and been like, and thought about it before you have to think about everything before you do it, you yeah. know, and, and us, me being an addict or being somebody that's in recovery, I have to think twice as hard about making decisions sometimes. Yeah. Um, and it, 
why do you overthink it? I have to overthink it. If I don't overthink it sometimes, then I can't, I, I literally don't do anything. So I try to do the next right thing. And if I don't know what the right thing is, I do nothing in that moment. And I'll call somebody and talk to them because I noticed that when I thought I was doing the right thing, I thought I was giving myself a break. Yeah. I literally sent myself into a relapse, you know? So, yeah. And sometimes it's that hesitation kind of get your mind right you have to pause yeah. that's that's i guess that's the word i'm looking for yeah. uh pause before acting pause yeah. before speaking pause before you know blowing up at the next thing yeah. uh the pause is the big thing i've i've learned over yeah. over the years that's great advice man. yeah just pause uh and i know you kind of hit on a lot of things right there um and it kind of ties into this next question um uh, but what are some of the things that you're doing now currently in your recovery now to prevent another relapse like i you know because we i thought i did kind of mention yeah. <clears throat> the fact that there are days there i mean even now um with all the positive things that are happening right now uh which is unbelievable again and i'm so thankful so grateful there's some days where i feel like i'm not worthy enough for it or i'm not good enough for this or i'm not yeah. good enough for that um i, I have to voice it I call it out where it's where it's at. Admit it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I literally voice it to somebody. Uh, matter of fact, I talked to a friend uh, for like an hour, to, a couple of days ago. Not mm-hmm. saying that I was having such a bad time, but it was just hard for me to believe that I am where I am right now. Um, and I felt like maybe it's uh, maybe I could do more, you know. And, and they literally told me they were like, "No, uh, do you understand how far you've come? You know, yeah. sometimes we have to hear that from somebody else because oh, we yeah. literally think we're failures uh, because we've told ourselves that for so long. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I, I really try my best to do is to stop the negative thinking first. Um, I don't like to tell myself anything negative anymore, uh, which keeps me on a positive mindset and it keeps me in a positive you know, viewpoint. Yeah. And I have to change my perspective on things because if I don't change my perspective, then I'm going to fall back into the same old rut. Um, yeah, that's, I like that. Yeah, so yeah, that's, that's pretty good advice. Oh, I really ain't never thought of that. Having that mindset, yeah, yourself in that good focus and a perspective. You know, it's kind of like you can't be in that same mindset and perspective that you were you you were once in. You have to change that to stay in sober and stay in recovery. The, the greatest thing I've ever heard: if nothing changes, nothing changes. Oh yeah, I like that. If nothing changes, nothing changes. I like that. You know, if your mindset, the way you even get up and brush your teeth in the morning, when you wake up in the morning, uh, if you eat breakfast, if none of that changes, I mean, you know, that's just little stuff. Little stuff. If and it's not, and that's one thing that I I always try to tell people: it's not this one gigantic change. It's little things at a time. Uh, With me, I had to start a routine of Mm -hmm. waking up at. You know, of course, I work early. So, I mean, waking up at four and people are like, but you don't have to be at work till six. Well, I have to motivate myself at some point in that morning, you know, because if I don't and if I literally just roll out of bed and I I get up and I go um, at some point, I'm either going to forget something at home. I'm going to talk bad to myself because I haven't had coffee, which is my mainstay. (laughs) But (laughs) um, outside of that, it's, it's more along the lines of. I have to have time for me uh, in the day. And right now, that is my me time. But I have to start that routine. You know, um, getting in a routine of being positive at some point, that helps. Um, Because 
we're negative minded people sometimes and we feed ourselves a lot of things negative. A lot. And you have to think what you feed yourself is what you regurgitate, what you yep. what you spit back out into the world. So, you know, as we speak, we become the you know, right. kind of kind of a deal. So Yeah. Well ask hey, hey, that's a lot of good stuff you just put out. <laughs> and uh I appreciate you uh you sharing all that. Um uh, and I hate to uh, to cut you off but I think that's going to about wrap it up. I like to keep these episodes short. I know our listeners have a lot of stuff they got going on, and they're trying to make all these meetings and trying to do their uh, recovery and call their sponsors and their accountability partners and pick up the kids. And so I like to keep these episodes short. Drew, I know you could go on for another twenty minutes about this. Man, it's uh, it's just one of those <laughs> things, you know. I, I feel passionate about yeah, most um, definitely because I don't want want anybody else to have to ever experience right. what I went through as far as. Um, relapse goes and yeah because once you get on that road you get on such a high and you want to stay there you know yep. but sometimes when that that the pink cloud burst or it disappears yep. all of a sudden we don't know how to deal you know but yep. well drew I, I appreciate you coming by and uh and talking with uh with me and the listeners today and uh guys i hope y'all picked up a, a thing or two from what drew had to say he had a lot of good stuff to put out there um uh, if you like this podcast and you like what we're talking about, I wish you would give us a good liking on whatever app you're using to listen to us. Share it with your friends. Uh, you can also uh, reach out and contact us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're on all of the social media, uh, Unashamed Podcast. Uh, you can also email us. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, that's going to be at Unashamed Podcast at yahoo.com once again unashamed podcast at yahoo.com you can also find us on our very own website unashamedpodcast.ownuniverse.com unashamedpodcast.ownuniverse.com and uh, there you find direct links to all of our social media and to our show and Reach out to us. We want to hear from you. Uh, we are always posting some great content on all of our social media. Comment on it. Share it with your friends. Like it. We, like I said, we want to hear from you. Uh, but I hope you will tune in for our next episode, and we're going to talk about sponsors. Uh, the first Monday of every month, we drop a new episode. And so I hope you will continue to to tune in and listen and guys, with that, I believe that's going to be it. Drew, thank you for stopping by once again. And Man, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem, <clears> guys. And Recovery Family, y'all stay sober. I love you, and I'll see you next time.